Amen. And let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today, and Lord, with grateful hearts, uh, Lord, many of us were able to um, spend Christmas with family and uh, just celebrate uh, the birth of Christ uh, during that time. So, Lord, we do uh, thank you for that. Lord, we do also pray right now uh, for our uh, mission team in the Dominican Republic, and thank you for getting them there safely yesterday and uh, for them being up already this morning, getting ready uh, for worship themselves. And so, Lord, I uh, pray that you would uh, just do a mighty work there uh, today, uh, do a great work uh, through the team this week as they uh, share the love of Jesus with those in the Dominican Republic. And uh, thank you for the opportunity uh, for, uh, to be a part of a church uh, that's willing to send uh, people across the street and around the world to share the love of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Maybe seated. Good morning, and as Joey says, want to welcome you to Crossroads today. We're excited about what God's going to do, and uh, we just wanted to make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, number one, don't forget that next Sunday uh, our new schedule will start. Uh, so uh, worship will begin at nine thirty, and then uh, right after that we will go into our small groups, uh, our Sunday school class. So if uh, you'll just make note of that, and uh, as we get ready to uh, start for the next couple months studying the book of Mark, uh, not only in worship, but also in our Sunday school classes and our small groups, uh, so we're excited about what God's going to do in the next couple months as we open up the Word and study the book of Mark uh, next week, so uh, don't forget about that. Also, uh, don't forget that uh, there are no evening services uh, tonight. Um, after the worship service, uh, you spend time with your family uh, today and uh, just enjoy uh, this, this time away. Uh, so, uh, kids, y'all enjoy Christmas break, and so enjoy that time with your friends and family as well. So, uh, thank you guys for being here. Beauty and love in its 
ushers, please come forward. <coughs> Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we have just celebrated the birth of your son Jesus, let us continue to praise and worship you in all things. Lord, we ask you to take these offerings, use them to the upbuilding of your kingdom. We ask all these things in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. Our congregation music today is a kind of a progression in, in music. The first Noel, and we had all great family celebrations this past week. And then Gentle Mary laid her child, what an old, old carol uh, that we're going to be singing one verse. And then as we look toward the new year, I'm trading my sorrow, I'm trading my shame, I'm laying them down. For the joy of the Lord. So let's stand as we sing these songs today together. All right.
Good morning. Good to see everyone today. No, we do want to also, uh, forgot to do this earlier, but we want to welcome those that uh, may be watching uh, online and uh, on our services there streaming it. And uh, we want to welcome you to the service today as uh, we are uh, excited about what God is going to do. Not long after... The service ends today. Uh, our family is going to be going up to uh, Oak Island, uh, North Carolina, to um, to check on some things and uh, just to get get time away uh, before the new year starts. And one of our favorite things that we love to do with the girls is this thing called geocaching. How many of you know anything about geocaching? Have you heard it? You know. Uh, so basically, for those of you who do not know. Um, you go online, there's this website that my wife goes to, and uh, you look for clues in this area. There's clues to these things that people have hidden uh, on the island or wherever their, their geocache is here in Greenville. Uh, and it's, it's really a game of just kind of uh, searching. And uh, so we look at the clue and we try to figure out, okay, uh, where is this thing? It kind of gives you this, uh, this map. It kind of tells you uh, coordinates of where it should be. And so we will go around 
and as a way of uh, just spending time together. Uh, sometimes during the summer, uh, we'll rent a golf cart, and so we'll just ride around the island looking for all these geocaches. And I mean, they're hidden uh, in, in specific places. Some are easier to find than others. Uh, some are like incredibly hard to find and impossible, and sometimes you just give up. Uh, but <laughs> when you, there's, there's several on the island that we found, and so it may be something like a little uh, pill medicine bottle, uh, and it's got a little uh, a little piece of paper in there, and you can write it. You can where you can put your name and that you found this and the date you found it. And some of them have little boxes uh, that they leave, and you can actually put a little a memento in there. Uh, so we found little army men in some of them. We found. Um, different uh, coins. We found uh, different little things. I think we found a little Barbie doll in one of them. Uh, but it's just a fun thing that we like to do. And, uh, uh, you know, so we're basically you just look these things up and you go searching for them. And um, so we search for those. Um, I love, you know, searching for things. Um, sometimes I search for things that I've lost. Uh, how many have you, how many say that? Uh, you know that, that uh, um, mystery sock that has gotten um, you know, lost in the, the washer or the dryer and you can't find it. You, you're folding those clothes and uh, you come to the very last sock and there's just one. But you know when you put it in the washer that the pair of socks was in there. But between, somewhere between the washer and the dryer, it just disappears. I don't know if it disintegrates. I don't know if it gets uh, like sucked up into the washer or it gets caught in the vent of the dryer or what, but it's, it's not there. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times. It's so frustrating. It's like, I know I put that pair of socks in there. Where is that thing? Uh, sometimes it's in the next load because it's with the with the colors, um, and it kind of gets caught up in there. But uh, searching, uh, we love searching for things. And all, in our society, people love searching for things. You say, well, how do you know? Listen to this. Have you ever done a Google search? How many of you have done a Google search this month? How many of you have done a Google search this morning? Uh, see, you see what I'm talking about. I was looking this up, uh, actually, uh, earlier this morning, I was looking this up, uh, and I went to Google, and I said, how many Google searches are there in a day? Here's what it, where it came to. 3.5 billion searches on Google per day. Per day. Now, I'm part of that, but uh, most days, but... Uh, 3.5 billion, that's in 2020. That averages out to three or four searches a day. That also averages out, if you break it down per second, 40,000 searches per second on Google. People everywhere are searching for something. And today, we're going to look in Matthew chapter 2. And the title of the message today is, What Are You Searching For? 
What are you searching for? As we've wrapped up this Christmas season, this weekend, we come to Matthew chapter 2, to this familiar passage, this familiar story that is told during the Christmas season. Verse 1 says this, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And when he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet had written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go make a careful search for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way. And the star that they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense. Your translation in the NIV says incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another. People are searching for things every day. 40,000 per second on Google. 3.5 billion a day. And here we come to this, this familiar passage at this time of year, you know, where we read about the Magi. As a little kid, we grew up hearing them called wise men. We three kings of Orient are. Today, there's three things in this passage. These first, these first 12 verses of chapter 2 that I want to unwrap for us these three things from these verses. The first thing is this about the wise men. The wise men came searching for Jesus. Verse 2 tells us that they came to the east, from the east to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? The wise men didn't come to Jerusalem for a vacation. They didn't come for this conference that they had to go to. They didn't come to Jerusalem to visit family. They came because they were searching for someone, someone specific. They came seeking the one, the one and the only one, King of the Jews. The wise men came searching for Jesus. You see, in our world today, people are searching People are seeking after all kinds of things only to realize 
that when they find it or get the thing that they're searching for, there's still this emptiness or this longing inside them that was there before. They started searching for that thing. How many times have we ourselves searched or how many times have we sought after something thinking that it was going to bring us the joy and the fulfillment that we long for only to realize when we got that thing or when we found that thing, it didn't quite fulfill us like it was or like we thought it would. It's no different today in our world. People today, this morning, are searching for something, for something to fill that void in their heart only to realize that when they find it, there's still that emptiness. If only they knew, if only you knew, what you're really searching for is not a thing, but it's a person. And that person's name is Jesus. Isaiah 55, verses 6 and 7 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. What are you searching for today? You say, well, I don't know that I'm searching for anything. I just came because it's Sunday, and it's Sunday after Christmas, and it's time to worship. Time to come to church. Whether you realize it or not, you're searching for something. We're all searching for something. Some of us have found that someone. But there may be someone in this room today that has not found that someone that they're really searching for. That, that person that's going to bring that fulfillment in their life. So many times... If it's not a thing that we're searching for, maybe it's a relationship. And if we have this relationship, and oh, it's going, to be, it's going to be great. Our life is going to be wonderful. Or maybe it's a friendship that, that we've longed for. And we think, man, this is, this is all I need in all to be complete. But there's only completion when we find Jesus. There's only, the, the emptiness can only be filled when someone finds Jesus. They can only find that joy when they search for Jesus. Now this past week, this past Monday night, there was a big event uh, across the world. And for Christmas, uh, Claire had asked for a telescope. And so uh, she got her telescope a little early. We kind of got on the phone with Santa Sent him an email, texted him, said, hey, uh, you know, she sent a letter with, with her elf uh, saying, hey, you know, if you can bring that telescope early, uh, and if you guys could have seen this, uh, it, was, it was precious because uh, she wrote this letter and said, there's this, this thing that's happening, and it hadn't happened in, a you know, hundreds of years, and uh, I'd really love to see it through my telescope, and so Santa brought it early, and... Uh, on Monday morning, and uh, we worked it out with Miss Linda McDonald, and because we were trying to figure out, okay, where's a place where there's not going to be a, a whole lot of light pollution? And so I called Linda McDonald, and we actually 
uh, went, took the telescope and went out uh, into her field between her and Melanie's house. And we set up the telescope to see the great conjunction, uh, also known as the Christmas star. You know, it hadn't happened uh, this way in around, some people are saying 800 years. Uh, it's definitely been hundreds of years. But where Jupiter and Saturn were the closest, the two planets had appeared together. And it was amazing as we were seeking and all the star, as, as we were finding the star in this t- the telescope. And Lacey, she got this thing set up, and she, she found it. And when you, when you put your eye down there and you look, and Claire was like, I see Saturn's rings. And, uh, and I was like, wow. And also I looked down there, and I saw Saturn's rings. And it was like, man, you know, the thing that she was searching for that night, and all she found, and it was just an amazing thing. So many people all across this world, uh, you go on the internet, on YouTube, there were videos of people posting uh, videos of the telescope that they are looking in through the, the Hubble, Hubble telescope. Uh, had these uh, incredible images of the Christmas star, this conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. And it was amazing. So many people came out, even at the um, clubhouse. There's so many people out there. And we were all searching for the same thing in the sky. The wise man came searching for Jesus. The second thing that we see in the passage that I want to unwrap here is not only did the wise men come searching for Jesus... But the latter part of verse 2 tells us not only why they were searching for him, but the reason they were searching for him. It says, we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. The wise men came not only searching for Jesus, but the wise men came searching for Jesus because they wanted to worship Jesus so that they could worship him. They came with purpose in their hearts. You see, the wise men were not looking for Mary. They weren't looking for Joseph to congratulate them. They were looking for Jesus. They were looking for the king of the Jews. For the sole purpose to worship him. The wise men came to worship Jesus. They weren't looking to congratulate Mary and Joseph, although they probably did. You know, we do that all the time when new parents have babies. and You know, uh, they post them on Facebook or on Instagram, on Snapchat and everywhere else. You know, and, and what do people say? You know, congratulations. Congratulations, so happy for you. So they, they probably did that. But their sole purpose for searching for Jesus was so that they may worship him. The wise men were coming to worship Jesus. This was their motivation for searching for him. Not to just hang out. Not just to do what we do and say, Oh, oh, that little baby is so cute. Which he wasn't a baby by the time the wise men got there. Just a little info there. He was probably a toddler. 
uh, by the time that they got there. Uh, so uh, feel free to move your wise men a little bit further from your nativity uh, next year. It's okay. You know, I mean, if you want to keep them close, it's all right. But I mean, truthfully, uh, scholars and everything that we read say that he was, uh, he was a young toddler by the time that they got there. I want you to think about something. The motivation of the wise men to search for Jesus was to worship him. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine if, if you, imagine if we came to worship each Sunday. Imagine what we would experience if we came today, if we came each Sunday with the sole motivation of worshiping Jesus. The fellowship's great, small groups, Sunday school classes are great, but what if the whole purpose of us coming together each and every Sunday was the motivation was just to worship Jesus? All the other stuff, that's, that's good. It's a benefit of the church. But what if our pure motivation, our sole motivation, was just coming to worship Jesus? Now, we say that. We say that that's what we're coming for. But really, I mean, deep down in our souls, what if that was what we were coming for? Because of what we had experienced all week long as we spent time with Jesus. One heart, one mind, one body, one purpose to worship Jesus. Wow. Wow. Talk about a worship service. You've been in those, those moments, those worship services where you just leave and you're like, whew. Why? It's in those moments where the Spirit of God moves in, in incredible ways when hundreds of people gather for the sole purpose. Not to hang out, not to fellowship, but to worship. Oh, may it be like that. When I was at North Greenville, we had this, these traveling worship teams called Joyful Sound uh, that went around to churches uh, singing. And uh, I had several friends in there um, over my years. And so, uh, so many times I would, if they were going to be close, I would go and I would uh, encourage them just to support them. And uh, go and, and listen to them uh, lead worship at different churches. And um, sometimes uh, if, if they were close multiple weeks in a row, we kind of started, uh, you know, getting this title of, uh, you know, a joyful sound groupie. You know, uh, you, know, you know what a groupie is, right? You know, a groupie is that person uh, or these people that, that follow celebrities or they follow music artists uh, wherever they go. Um, your fi their favorite concert artist, um, and all. Uh, you have groupies that they go. Uh, Michael Jackson, uh, when he was alive, uh, there were thousands upon thousands upon thousands of, of young people and old people and all that loved his music and just followed him from city to city to city. You think, man, they're crazy. <coughs> They're crazy. Can I tell you, within 
within the Christian music industry, there are groupies as well. And all, can I, how many of you in here and all know about the Gaither Vocal Band? Uh, yes. And all, there are, we went to, uh, I took, I drove the bus for a group, it was last year or the year before, to go to the Gaither Homecoming uh, at the Bon Secours Center. And I was talking with this uh, couple and during one of the breaks, and they were there from like Pennsylvania. And I'm like, I'm like, y'all drove all the way here? And they're like, yeah, we're, we're in our RV, and uh, we've been to Pigeon Forge uh, just uh, the other day. And then we've been in this part of Tennessee. We were in North Carolina last night. Uh, we're actually at the uh, KOA in Travers Rest. And all for, uh, for tonight and all. We just love the Gaither vocal band. We just love the music. And all. So there's groupies. What is the purpose of groupies? There's two things here. And all. there's two things about groupies. Groupies follow celebrities. They follow music artists, movie stars, whatever you want to say. Uh, even sports stars. Because they want to be in their presence. Groupies want to be in their, that, those people's presence. They want to be near the one they adore. Oh, that we would follow Jesus, church, because we want to be near His presence. That we want to be in His presence. Oh, that we would follow Jesus because we adore Him. During the Christmas season, I love when we sing that, that chorus. You know, oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. For He alone is worthy. For He alone is worthy. For He alone is worthy, Christ the Lord. And then we'll give Him all the glory. We'll give Him all the glory. We'll give Him all the glory, Christ the Lord. Oh, church, oh, that we would follow Jesus because we just want to be in His presence. Oh, that we would follow Him just because we adore Him for who He is. Not only for the babe in the manger, but also for the Savior on the cross and the victorious one as He came out from the grave. For the victorious King that He is. For the sovereign God that He is. All oh, that we would worship Him. All oh, that we would adore Him. The wise men came to worship Jesus. And the last thing that we see in the passage in verse 11 is this. That the wise men came bringing gifts to Jesus. You see, the wise men came and Herod gets word of this. And so he has this secret meeting and he, he tells them this drummed up lie. This fake news, as you would say, that, hey, if, if you'll just let me know when you find him. And all because I want to come worship him too. You see, the motivation of the wise men was that they came to worship Jesus. The motivation of Herod was that he wanted to come, but not to worship it, but to kill him. And there's motivation still today for that. People want to destroy Christianity. Because they don't understand that the one that they're seeking to destroy gave his life for them and loves them and is pursuing them even when they're not pursuing him. 
But the wise men came bringing gifts. They followed the star until it led them to the place where Jesus was. And Matthew tells us that when they saw Jesus, they bowed down and they worshipped him. And they, but they didn't come empty-handed. It says that they presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. They didn't come empty-handed. They came. And these gifts were part of their act of worship. Much like when we come to worship and we, during our tithe and offering time, we're able to give our tithe, not because we're trying to buy God's love, but just because as an act of worship to God saying, thank you for what you're doing for me. Thank you for just providing for me and all and giving back to Him. So that the work of the church can continue on. Gold, a costly metal, very valuable, frankincense, and myrrh, very valuable things. Some scholars would even say, have even said that these gifts may have been used, given to them to be used for the family as they fled to Egypt, trying to escape King Herod's order to have all the male boys two years and younger, killed. You see, that was Herod's attempt to get rid of Jesus. If I can just take out all the boys that are two years and younger, and I'll, I'll kind of cover my basis. And this so-called king of the Jews will not be a thorn in my side today or any other day. But the wise men, the Bible says, didn't go back to Herod once they left, they returned home on a different way. As we come today, just like the wise men came to worship, but they came and they brought gifts. And as we come today, I ask you, what have you brought to Jesus? Maybe you've brought your time. Obviously, you're here, so that's true. For some of you, you've brought your talent. And you've used it for the glory of God today in singing. Some of you brought your tithe. And those are all great things today. But the main thing, the main gift that God wants is your heart and your life. My prayer is that you didn't come empty-handed today. Just like the wise men didn't. Time, talents, our tithe, our money. Those are all great things to bring to God as an act of worship. But ultimately, the main thing that He wants before all those things is He wants your heart. He wants your heart. So that you can live for Him. So that you can serve Him. So that you can share Him with others. He wants your heart. Because that's where transformation takes place. As we close today, there's just a couple of applications that we can take home. The first is this, simply, that people still seek Him today.
People are still searching for Jesus today. And some of them are searching for something or someone, and they don't even realize that it's Jesus, but it is. Normal people, ordinary people, broken people are searching for Jesus today. The second thing is this, that people not only are seeking Him, are searching for Him, but people are still worshiping Him. Broken people recognizing the beauty of God's grace and mercy in their lives are worshiping Him today. That's what we're doing right here, right now, as we gather. We're worshiping Him through, we've worshiped Him through music, we're worshiping Him through the spoken word today. And then the last thing is this, that people still share Him with others today. People still share Him with others. As we leave today, remember that. Just as the wise men came seeking and searching for Jesus, people are still searching for Him today. And you and I, as believers in Christ, if you've given your heart to Jesus, have the opportunity to share with them the truth and the love and the joy that they're searching for. We've been given not only the command of that, but we've been given the privilege Right now, this week, and all many of our members of our church are in the DR simply for the sole reason of sharing the love of Jesus with the people in the DR <coughs> who are seeking after Him. Right now, our brothers and sisters are worshiping Jesus in the DR, as we're worshiping here in South Carolina. People still seek Him. People still worship Him. People still share Him with others. So my question as we close today is this. What are you searching for today? What are you searching for today? Or better yet, let me ask it this way. Who are you searching for? Remember Isaiah says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. Who are you searching for today? Here's the all-knowing truth. The one you're searching for, the one you're seeking, he's been pursuing you from the day that you were born to redeem you, to reconcile you to a loving God who created you for a purpose, and that is to worship and glorify God in all that you do. As we close today, maybe... There's a decision, that you, a response that you need to make. As the Spirit of God has laid it upon your heart, if there's a decision, if there's a response to be made, you know, this is our time. As Joey comes and the musicians play, 
If you've got a response, if you've got a decision to make, maybe you want to come join the church, maybe you want to come and give your life to Jesus Christ. What a great way to end. Thank you.